You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Welcome back to another episode of the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. We've had so much fun, you know, just chatting and all that. And um, I say we because right here in my room, not the studio, I've got Leonard, my ex-bandmate. You know, I play in a band called An Honest Mistake. Now he is an ex-bandmate because he is no longer in the band for various reasons. Okay, now he might tell you what Darren those is reasons. One. <laughs> one of the reasons. But yeah, so Leonard, you know, has done all kinds of stuff apart from playing in the band with me. You know, we've known each other for a long time, and uh, he's done multiple things: di- events, yep. digital marketing, you know, promotions, artist yep. management, and yep. right now he is in a company where. He works in, I would say, probably the best company. And we sell happy juices. Yeah, orange juice. You know, all kinds of juices, lah. Right? <laughs> happy juices. Happy you juice. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's always good to to be back here and sharing. That's right. All yep. these good stuff that we've learned over the years and over the years you know like Leonard and myself yep. we have had a, all kinds of banter arguments as as well that's right and and, uh, in, and in line with the topic today yep. you know there's still a lot of trauma that that I'm about to you know let it out today <laughs> it's all going down tonight. yeah so this week you know um you know before i tell you the title you know i'm going to start with um the tagline and then when i go into the title then you will know why it's um is investing in your own backline okay backline here means your own equipment drums you know your guitar amps and all that is investing into your own backline really that important how does that help you in the long run what happens when you get to a venue But nothing is set up. Okay, do you flip the tables that you wait as or do there's you not even a table for you to flip <laughs> to begin <laughs> with? That's there. how bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we discuss sound check etiquette and the overall etiquette working with multiple individuals at a music venue. Now we discuss a little bit of this in the previous episode, but. This week we are going to talk about this. Okay, what do you do when you get to a venue only to realize nothing has been set up yet? Okay, you get into the venue, nothing. Okay, nobody's there. It's dark. You know, probably like you know the the cleaner is there lah. You know, and we've had our fair share of experiences working with like college events. Um, you know, I remember there's this one gig in UCSI got no power. Oh my god! You know, yeah, this was actually two years ago. I think 2018, two three years back. Right. Let's share maybe three stories. Three stories, lah. You know, yeah, I think that's we, more. We, but let's give it more, three. Yeah. But let's give you the three. Okay, you go. You start with the first one. Uh, one of the really uh, the very incident that has strong memory in my head was uh, there was a gig that was held at the Botanical Gardens <laughs> in yeah. Penang. In Penang. So if you have been to the Botanical Gardens in Penang, from where you park your car to all the way walking up the hill and into this foresty area. Yeah, this open area where there's a, open a tiny area. So it's uphill. There's waterfalls. It's really beautiful. It's a really iconic venue to be playing at. But the only thing is that. It's it's quite a walk, so you're, yeah, you, you'll be carrying all your instruments in, and it's easily about three to five hundred meters walk in. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the car park. So, and when we got there, there was a tent. Okay, yeah. a, there a was tent. a tent and a platform, but there's no power source. Yeah, connected to it yet. And the 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 trust on the tent was like still very low. Yeah, still yeah. low. It's not being um extended yet, and also there's a few stage monitors. 
on stage I remember but yeah. wasn't plugged in there's no yeah. no, uh, nothing was mic'd the, up you the, know? the mixer was still in the flight case yeah uh, there was just nothing it was just <laughs> it was just disastrous yeah and it was like that was half an hour before the sound check half an hour before the sound check yeah, yeah. so in the end like with that we, we ended up not really doing a sound check and because of the major delay our entire set was cut short and we ended up just playing two songs yeah. or three songs yeah so moments like that you need to respect yourself by knowing what to say no or in worst case scenario you walk away because you have yeah. traveled all the way to Penang yeah. and you have prepared for it but organizers come unprepared and that is very disrespectful so if any organizers or aspiring organizers please always be respectful towards your artists especially the ones that you're not even paying or paying yep. at a very low fee just remember to be respectful to the talents that you're featuring yeah which year was this because that festival happened a couple of times and and we like both times when it happened yeah it was just we, bad we, we played so I think if possible you know I think usually all these things there will already be some red flags along the way from right. when you're dealing with them you already know this eventually you know first year second year you know by the time fifth year in the band I would already tell Darren this guy red flag red flag but most of the time he doesn't believe me and, <laughs> and that's usually when the shit happens yeah. and by the time on my 8, 9, 10 year I would already can clearly say this organizer you gotta be careful because I don't think this event will happen in yeah. fact there's few occasions a few, a few that I you know whatever that I said just came true yeah. the event did not happen or the the event was like badly organized yeah. you will already see red flags along the way yeah and speaking of botanical gardens this is so weird because like this was I think 2019 you know there was another one in botanical gardens right here in KL uh, so this was was in Shalam, you know. They they called it like some eco festival, or whatever. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, so I remember I went ahead, um, you I know, played. to scout. No, we didn't play. We I went ahead to scout. It was supposed to be a two day thing. So I went to scout a day before, and I was like, "Where's the stage and everything?" You know. So I contacted the organizer. Organizer was unreachable. So I said, "Okay, guys, you know, this is the situation, and um, it may or may not happen." So that was on a Friday evening. So Saturday came. I was like, "Okay, guys, I'm gonna go to the venue a little bit earlier than you guys. Wait for my signal." To tell you whether you guys should come or not. Now, true enough, all the bands I spoke to that night, when like on Friday, where sound check was supposed to happen, nothing happened. There was no stage. Nothing. There was a stage, but no equipment. Nothing was set up. So that morning, everybody's like scrambling, calling the organizers, like, "What's going on?" Saturday morning, those guys said that, "Hey, you know, we're here. Where is the organizer?" Nothing. Evening, I said, "Okay, I'll go ahead." So I drove with all our gear and all that. I arrived. Nothing was going on. I went out of the car, went and talked to some of the guys and they said, oh yeah, organizers still don't know where, you know, everything is in a mess. I was like, okay, you guys go do your thing. I'm going home. I messaged all the guys. I told everybody, I said, okay guys, just stay at home, you know, or if you guys want, just come and chill at home with me. And I, I went home. So this was one of those occasions that I actually said, you know, screw you guys. I'm heading home. So sometimes like dealing with incompetent guys, you know, you can't just be like, oh yeah, la, maybe it will happen, la, maybe it'll happen, la, you know. You just have to put your foot down, you know. And um, true enough, you know, apparently later on I found out that the organizer didn't get certain approvals and um, they had to pull the plug. Yeah, so yeah. if you're dealing with organizers where you feel like they never respected you since the beginning or the lack of accountability yeah. or even have the courtesy to uh, align with you on certain details or, you yeah. know, you just know it's big red flags. Yeah. Don't even expect the show will go well. Yeah. Don't even expect that they might go well. It just won't because of the attitude yeah. of the leader, of True. the leadership, True. right? Yeah. So I think that's one good thing about 
being Darren, something that I wouldn't do is that Darren is always two days ahead of the event. He's already there scouting, right? Yeah. Advancing, <laughs> you know, he's already advancing um, the venue and advancing yeah. the whole setup, the, the environment, and so that we know where to park, you know, if we need a trolley to transport our event. Yeah, all, all these little, little things. But so these are the, yeah. the little, little things that would really make or break your own music career when you're yeah. performing it's nothing to do with organizers anymore yes you can have all kind of incompetent organizers yeah. but your own attitude matters yeah true I mean we can we can keep going on and on about how you know organizers are incompetent and stuff like that how even like the the team like the the teams that are involved you know like maybe like the sound and the backline team you know in Malaysia, we actually do have some of the best sound, lights, and uh, backline guys. But there are some, lah, you know, they want to cut costs. You know, they tell you, hey, never mind, bro, I give you brother price, you know. Uh, sometimes it's the brother prices, you know, ones that actually screw you over. And, and that is that is tough, you know. So that is why it is so important to, you know, I guess, number one, speak to the organizers and the, you know, if you know the venue people, you know, speak to them and the sound and lights and the backline team. So these five teams, if you can speak to them all in advance to make sure that everything is going well, that is always great. And um, I guess number two is, you know, uh, be extra prepared. Go a day ahead, two days ahead, maybe, you know, and scout everything. For example, like, being in the scene for so long, we roughly know how each venue is like, you know, what gear they have, you know, and, and the organizers and, and the venue people, you know, we roughly know. But the reason why I went ahead to that Shalam place was because it was far. I was not familiar, even though we live right here in KL. I've not been there before. I've not seen the place, you know, and I just wanted to find out and suss everything out, you know. So doing your research in advance would help. If it does, if it, if you can't go physically to a place, you can always look at pictures, ask people who have played there before. You know, so these are some yeah, of the things that, that you can true. do. Especially now with Google Google Street View, you can you are able to see a lot. Exactly, of exactly. But I think the most important thing, you know, is when you arrive at a venue, nothing is set up. All these things are all messed up, right? The most important thing I feel is maintaining a good attitude. Yep, yeah. correct. Because if you scream, if you flip table. Uh, once again, there's no table for you to flip. <laughs> uh, it's not going to change the situation. So if they are almost done with their setup, perhaps you can offer your help if you are the first band who sound check. Yeah. If if not, then just tell the organizer. Just tell the organizer. You know what? You know I'm very sorry for for whatever reason that you're unable to set this up on time. Uh, looking at that, do you foresee? that this whole show will be delayed. Mm. If you do foresee that delayed, then unfortunately, we will have to pull ourselves off from this show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's the only right thing to do, you know, because that's actually what I said to the organizer, you know, because I said, like, are you still going to put on the show? What's going on? You know, can you send us the new schedule? You know, all the way till like the, the that night, la, you know, itself, even like the night where we drove home, there was a second day that it was supposed to happen. This guy actually asked us to go back and I'm like, nah, you know, no thanks, bro. You know, we we are not going to do that. 
if you're going to be so disorganized. So, yeah. But the good thing is, uh, or the good thing was, we got paid 50%. So, we're like, okay, la, just take the money and go. So, yeah. So, speaking so, of the 50% yeah. is important, right? I mean, again, if you're new, it's a bit hard to demand. But if you're in, in, the, in, in the scene for... Three four years and you have been playing quite a lot of shows already. You have some yep. credibility. Then I I guess it's fair to ask for first fifty percent because I mean they need to book your time right because yep. at, you you may have missed opportunities of other shows that are mm. coming up. Mm. So yes. All right, cool. So now that you've got all these things sorted out, you know, maintaining good attitude, you know, that's very very important. Now comes the first question that I actually started this po- uh com- episode with which is is investing into your in your own backline necessary is it really that important now um over the years we have seen from uh, so we, we like i started buying gear um obviously when i had the money you know and now that all these things are kind of like complete and we are also endorsed by certain brands you know we don't need to purchase anymore but we went through that period of time where we had to depend on equipment provided by the venue and um it's not always the best now obviously things have changed gear is getting like i guess uh, more affordable so people are able to to have good quality gear but when we started out in 2008 i remember we played through amps that were like maybe like what 30 watts mm-hmm. and um solid state and not even tube amps you know like if you're playing like right now i play through a 15 watt amp and and it's and it's louder than any other you know 35 solid state uh 35 watt solid state amp now but we had our fair share of going through gear that you know some work some the knob you turn a bit yeah got sound yeah you turn the next notch no sound you know so seeing that progression um I feel personally okay. So I I will start with my opinion first, then then Leonard because Leonard Leonard has never bought any gear. Okay, yep. he's even lost his gear and don't know where those yep. gear went. Okay, <laughs> um, but this is more. yeah. So a lot of the the stuff that the band uses right now, you know, they are mostly mine. Um, but yeah, so I started buying amps only because I've adopted the uh, perception or the mindset of the West or, you know, even in Japan, you know, the closest would be Japan, you know. In Japan, you know, they lock their own gear. They buy their own gear, they bring it there. Um, In Australia, in um, US, that's what they do. When they give you a venue, they give you an empty space. You're lucky if there's like stage monitors and like a sound system there already. But usually in terms of backline, which is your drums, your guitar amps, your bass amp, you bring your own so i decided to invest into my own because when i saw a gig that so my brother lives in australia and he does live sound and he works uh, with tons of bands you know like big names you know smaller names i managed to do a show with him where i was his assistant and there were four bands but three sets of backline wow okay three drum sets the other band is like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, three sets of backline only because um the the fourth band shared with yeah. the uh, with one of the bands. See, that's me, the smarter yeah. one. <laughs> so it and it was cool, you know, because all the bands sounded kick ass. They sounded really amazing, and I was like, wow, okay, I think it's about time that I invested into my own backline. So I started off with one guitar amp, and then later on, you know, and and most of my gear it's either 
very very rare do I buy brand new gear most of them are used um, you know but good condition so but my first M was brand new you know and then later on I got a second guitar M and then I bought a bass M a big one that I I had just sold recently but much later after that I bought a smaller bass M and then I even bought a drum set the symbols you know all the symbols that my drummer Ian uses they're all mine actually even the the, the kick pedal they're mine um, so we started investing and we realized that we started sounding a lot better uh, we sounded consistent we sounded great all the time so the only thing or the only challenge was to actually lug the gear um, but it's all good um, so in my opinion investing into this backline you know personally for us has made us better musicians has made us has made us sound a lot better and it has made us sound consistent so I would encourage you guys as young musicians you know you can start investing into your own gear because venue gear you don't know how it has been used or how beat up it has you know how beat up it is so you want to be able to invest into your own gear so that you don't have to worry about you know equipment failing or whatever so if you can be in control be in control that has always been my motto yeah and i think what darren says is right i think you know there's no if you can afford it you know no problem doing that uh, I mean, it, if you're already having your own guitar, your own pedal board, you might as well bring your own amp. Yeah, exactly. Right? But of course, there's also constraints of doing that. Firstly, is the cost. Second, second thing is that, you know, you know, you don't have a crew to help you with all this thing and, and lugging all these gears all around. Yeah. And especially, I say, you have to walk up the hill like 500 meters from the car yeah. park. This is just going to be tough, right? But otherwise, if you can afford it, yeah bring your own gear because there's always the best preparation you, uh, 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 to, to, to prevent yeah. you know, your gear failing and hindering your performances yeah that's yeah. true so to end this week's episode about you know what 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 should you do or what do you do when you get to a venue only to realise nothing has been set up yet is we're going to tell you one last story and this last story is about this show that we did in KL Live and I remember bringing our own gear. Mm. Um, so we we were at that show, but the only thing we didn't bring at that time because we had our guitar amps, but we didn't bring our bass amp. Okay. Um, so we had to wait for a while, and I think we managed to to work it, you know, through one of the pedals, and and we still managed to play. Uh, but this one was at KL Live. It was supposed to be a college gig. Uh, this was by I think I Nottingham think, Nottingham think University remember, yeah so yeah. Nottingham University the organizer was an Iranian guy uh, re- really cool guy I mean he's a cool guy you know now right now he's a wrestler he's in the Malaysian res- like like uh, wrestling team and all that he, he's really cool okay so bro if you're listening to this I'm sorry you know but we just had to use this story um, so he comes up to us you know telling us that oh you know the gear is actually in another festival and another festival and it's and it's being re- like sent back to KL so bad yeah and I'm thinking that it's actually not the organizer's fault it's actually the sound fuller's fault yeah, okay correct. because the sound fuller promised this guy saying that okay our barang will be there but when we showed up it's not so 
obviously we were all very disappointed you know we we didn't we, we tried our best not to to be mad um but what really pissed us off was when we were we were supposed to play five songs i think we were in song number three he walks up on stage i don't know I, i'm not sure if you played this show i think you did so he walks up on stage and tells us to stop did you stop we did and we're like what is going on everybody who was actually waiting the whole day for the show to happen because it was delayed and all that they're like finally the show is starting this fellow walks up on stage and tells us to stop because there's a dance that's going to happen right now and i'm like so i said over the mic okay i said well apparently we need to stop because there's a dance that's going to happen right now <laughs> so see you guys you know follow us you know we want to hang out with you guys and all that stuff right we walk off stage packed our gear and then this guy comes to the to us and said and says, "Why? Why why did you pack up all your gear? You're supposed to continue you're supposed to continue after the dance." I'm like, "Who plans a show where the band is performing and then after they got dance yeah. and then the band continues?" You think that that was commercial break? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "What is going on?" So we told him, you know, "I'm sorry, bro. Pay us the the balance. We're leaving, you know, because yeah, it's been disrupted. It has been disrupted. You know, now we don't even want to perform. You destroyed our mood already. You know, yeah. we were super excited. Yeah. You know, and um, you know now like and that's self respect, right there. Yeah, correct. So this is where you respect yourself, your art, and you know you tell the organizer, I'm sorry, but it has to be this way. Yeah. So you know it was a tough call. I didn't want to do it, but either way, you know we had a good time. It was, it was fun while it lasted. So. Anyway, we want to leave you with this story, but we also want to let you guys know that next week will be the final episode of season two, and we'll be back again with season three. I'm sure you know we, because you know we just have so much to talk about about the music industry right here in Malaysia. So we'll be back again. Episode number ten is going to be really cool. I don't know who the guests are going to be yet, but it's going to be good. All right, so. Take care. Have a great one wherever you are. Tune in again to the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. Goodbye.